Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Talk It Out. This is a podcast where we discuss everyday introspective thoughts of everyday conversations. So in this podcast episode, I there's a few things that I really wanted to talk about. If you've been keeping up in society, you've seen that women have been, this week alone, have been so at the forefront of the media. And I guess it all kind of started with Women's International Day. We're celebrating women. You have the post of Justin Bieber <laughs> talking about how Haley Baldwin Bieber has taught him about being, you know, respecting women. But then you also have the video of like, is he an abuser? That is another topic. I don't really want to talk about Justin Bieber on my podcast. So I'm not really sure why I mentioned him. But anyway, and then Sarah Everard. This is where it gets a little bit traumatic. So if you guys haven't heard, I'm not, I don't really want to reiterate the story because I'm not the news reporter, but I'm just going to tell you the facts that I am aware of so that the rest of the podcast will make sense. So the first is that she was walking home, apparently well-litly dressed. Um, you know, she was left at 9 p.m. walking home. She was in a well-lit area, and then a policeman abducted her, murdered her, and her remains were found in some woods in Kent in England. Um, and that made a whole outroar, because women, and notice when I say women, I don't mean women of colour. I don't mean intersectional women, I mean white women mainly came forward and, and voiced their... Um, concerns about not being safe around men and the statistic 97% of women have been sexually harassed or abused by men um so this kind of brought a few points to my mind the first one is that um 90% of women are sexually harassed or abused by men yet the men cannot mention like at all cannot mention one rapist or like one person who's sexually abused and I was listening to the dialogue um the dialogue around this and there was a few male speakers who who were really um and their their views on this had come out years ago um and one is Daniel Schloss and he said that he knew a rapist and he saw the rapist's um behavior and never called him out on it and as a friend who is not all men he didn't do anything himself but he saw and didn't correct the behavior in his friend that he was a part of the problem and he and if you actually think about it it's like laughing at rape jokes or saying certain things about women or thinking that women are entitled to give you sex or something like that um and I know that it is kind of common because I'm not quite sure why this is, but I had maybe a glow up last year, 2020. And the amount of um, attention I got from guys was, for me, in my life, I'd never had that attention before. And I was a little bit surprised. And there was this one guy who I really liked, um... And we, like, everything was consensual. He didn't need to say this at all. But I was on my period, so obviously nothing happened. 
but he was like oh you're so lucky that you're on your period because otherwise i'd have to rape you and he said that so casually and i was like wait what and it didn't really click on me till months after that that was really inappropriate and it's like the thing is he wouldn't have had to do anything because everything was consensual you know you know what i mean and so if a guy can do that when you're in a consensual space what happens when it's not consensual and that scares me because i'm like what have you done in a not consensual space like that makes me wonder like what have you done because he was so he said that so casually and even if that was a joke like that's not funny you know what i mean so i think that in that regards men need to hold men accountable like it's not a woman's issue it's a men's issue it's a part of the patriarchy women belong to men at one point and now we don't belong to men we never have but they need to kind of fix their mentality to be like oh yeah they don't belong to us i respect women and the amount of people who i've seen coming back at someone who said oh i respect women i'm not a part of the problem but yet they probably have laughed at a rape joke they probably have said a rape joke i don't really like straight white men or even not just white but like you know the straight well i guess the reason why i'm saying white is because they are the least intersectionalized in society and i don't like people who cannot understand that other people's struggles and walks of life are not the same as their own so straight white men who are woke and are aware and you know stuff like that i like you more than like a man who is like a tory or or someone who really doesn't care about the struggles of society and just cares about money you know and so i don't like that in that sense not saying like I'm prejudiced against race. I'm just saying that that mentality that you are entitled to the world, that you have the world and you don't recognize white privilege, that you don't recognize oppression, and that you will speak on a topic which has intersectionality and oppression involved in the conversation, but you'll speak on it with no knowledge, no awareness, no caring, no thoughts about it, and yet speak so authoritarily over the subject is problematic for me because that, like, leave that to the people who are oppressed a good example of this is Piers morgan i actually do some of the things that he said like i remember i watched a video and he was defending a woman wearing a burqa and he was like to the guy she's a woman she's independent she's made this choice why would you why would you try like that's a feminist standpoint why would you try and like switch that and say it's not stuff like that i do agree with Piers morgan on but like the the i guess a good example of a straight white male is Piers morgan um you know um so yeah or boris johnson you know people who like don't understand any like the intersectionalities and are not aware yet are in positions of power and speak so openly about the subject that is problematic for me so i guess the second thing i wanted to address about um the sarah everard and the uprising and the people who spoke out was that it was white women and for those of you who don't know blessing blessing is it obrigati something like that there's a girl named blessing she's around the same age as sarah Everard. And she went missing before Sarah Overard and her case wasn't taken seriously. Then Sarah Overard went missing and her case 
blows up across the world. And the only difference between these two women is that one is white and one is black. And so this is what my problem was. When the whole Sarah Everard started, I was like, okay, we've been knowing that women are not safe. We knew that. And then I was like, wait, I knew before I saw a picture, I heard the name and I was like, I bet she's white because why would this happen if it was a black or intersectionalized person? If it was a trans person, why would this happen? And then you look on the media and she was white with blonde hair, you know, and I am not disrespecting her at all. But my point is that this level of outroar and like hurting should happen for every single woman who's gone missing, not just a white one. And that is my, that is my issue. And the second is that, um, so Sarah Everard went missing. We had Women's International Day. They had a vigil. And in the vigil, Kate Middleton, probably a photo op because she was not wearing a mask in the middle of a pandemic in a public not I know public space you don't have to wear a mask but she was in a mass crowd so like like clearly in a lockdown mass crowd whatever anyway so I think it was a photo op but she turned up that's my point she turned up to support women but where's that same energy when it's a black woman or a trans woman or a disabled woman where's the same energy that everyone was putting into the Sarah Everard much and again the, the vigil turned into a protest when the police came. That's my second problem, is the disparity between the police, the government, men and women. So if you don't know, a few days earlier, a football team won a match or whatever, and the amount of people at the vigil, more, were, were celebrating the streets in England, and the police supported them. They didn't attack them. They didn't tell them to move. They literally supported them. They were breaking every single lockdown rule. And it was not about a human rights issue. And they were supported. The women were attacked. The one woman was five foot two and was sat on by a police officer. And then I'm on TikTok. Like, clearly this is wrong. There's a one video where the police officer pushed the girl. In, like pushed her they held her arms back like jesus stands like she and then pushed her forward and i was like she could have she could have breast cancer you don't know and then you pushed her like that that's clearly wrong and then there's some people in the comments being like well they shouldn't have gone to the vigil they shouldn't have had like they shouldn't have been there once it's a protest but like a protest is not a gathering the football the football thing was a gathering the protest is protected by the Human Rights Convention Act, Article, I think it's 11 and 12. That's, like, different. So a vigil and a protest is not a gathering that causes annoyance. And the way that the police acted was horrific and wrong. There's no right or wrong, no black, like, it is black and white. Certain issues are black and white, and this was black and white. It was wrong. And then instead of supporting the women... The people in government made a bill that that allows so basically you're no longer allowed to protest you're no longer allowed to voice your not even annoyance your disagreement with the government you're not allowed to do that you will be sentenced to 10 years in prison and the same for um the same for statues the 
Edward Colston statue that got taken down in Bristol during the Black Lives Matter protest because it's a slave, he's a slave owner and he was on a statue in England and this country doesn't think it's racist. Like, I can't believe it. Anyway, um, so then Pretty Patel, the Home Secretary, pushed this bill forward so that if you do anything to a statue, you'll get 10 years in prison. Meanwhile, guess what? Guess what? The the sentence for rape is it's five years now i i don't know because rape is an indictable offense so really it should be 14 years but i don't know if like it gets knocked down or something to to five years um and like this is when i studied law a few years ago so again rape could have like it could have changed but i honestly i do think it's five years google it but it's pretty it's lower than the 10 years for a statue um so then again they, everything that happened during that time proved that women are not listened to, they're not respected. Intersectionality of women, the ones who are oppressed by society, the most of the least respected and the least spoken for. And Blessing and Sarah, Sarah Evergard's li- uh, lives, I guess, stories, attest to that. And I do not understand why you would be in a position of power. Like, this is not a political issue this is not a partisan issue this is a human rights issue and in the sake of human rights there's a right and wrong and this is the this policing sentencing bill will give more power to the police like america so the police brutality that happens in america which is already happening in the uk already happened to those women how much stronger this is no longer a democracy it is, it is a, uh, a fascist country based on the ideology and the laws that they are passing. The, the person who's in charge of Ofcom now, which is the media, um, to make sure the media is independent, is a conservative, conservative person who thinks the BBC is too liberal. They're supposed to be in the middle. And I just think that this is disgusting for women's rights because... You know, the people who are saying protesting doesn't work, and even Pretty Patel is on the wrong side of history making that bill. Look in 1914, the women had to set fire to things, chain themselves to fences, and protest to get the vote. Pretty Patel wouldn't be sat in Parliament if it wasn't for those women protesting. And then yet again, like, I don't, this is what I don't understand. How could you sit? in such an obscene place and not even acknowledge your history as a woman like i don't understand as a woman how can you not i how can you not acknowledge what people did in the past so you could sit there to make a bill that will bring us back into the past we're supposed to be progressing into the future and now I'm just, I'm completely over England. Like, I've been over it for a while, but I'm over England. I just, it's just sickening for me that all this can happen and, and, and they're fine. This is why human rights is so important. And I think this is a really dangerous place to be in as a country. And for people to still support someone like Pretty Patel as you're descending into fascism is 
really dangerous and you can tell that they've never even looked at what the ideology of each political standpoint is and they're too quick to say something is leftist something is too liberal and yet their human rights are going to be inflicted upon and the people who are protesting are the ones that are trying to save their human rights i am literally speechless about this country and i'm literally speechless about women and how women have been treated how men still don't get it still don't understand that i actually saw a tiktok video that was like name one problem on this earth that has not or in your life not on this earth in your life that has not been caused by or influenced by a straight white man and if you think about it you really can't i couldn't name one and i was looking for the comments like finding out if I couldn't name one and this I I really want to cry because this is not how the world should be yet this is what the world is coming to and I really wish that I was in Finland or something else like somewhere else not England because the amount of of control and it doesn't make sense to me as a leader why would you want everyone to agree with everything you're doing wouldn't you want to get criticism wouldn't you want to learn to to grow i've done four leadership trainings from universities russell group universities giving me leadership training and each one has said that you need to listen to understand and to acknowledge and incorporate other people's ideas to become a strong leader it's not always about you and yet we're in this space where it's not always about you yet you're not listening you're being racist you're being boris johnson has been openly racist to muslim women and and how i saw a video of a politics teacher that asked how am i as a politics teacher whose curriculum states that you have to respect each other to be a leader how can you how can you relate that back to the leadership of this current country like how do you how do you do that it's it's impossible and and then people how is he still in power do you know that they've actually changed the curriculum in schools okay they don't teach their history they don't teach their history about how they treated black people and then they say everything is about race but people are not educated to talk about race in this country because they were never taught about their history about it was only at university that most of my white counterpart friends said students colleagues whatever said that they had to learn about the empire and how how racist winston churchill was or how bad how they divided india and pakistan how like all the bad things that england have done and i just they've banned that um they had a thing where you can get fined if you teach stuff like that at university and and people don't think this is a fascist regime like what what next the news is going to be censored the tories every like they they have given contracts to people for stuff like pp for billions of dollars like track and trace germany 48 million to have a track and trace system England, it was like 13 point something billion do- pounds. Like, where does, where does, 
how does that even work when you can't even give welfare reform to people but yet you can give that billion billion pounds for track and trace system when germany had it for 48 million roughly the same population size doesn't that doesn't make any sense to me and if i was a leader i would be like okay you people at university who are studying computer science coding help me make an app and then give the money to the students and when I say students, there are masters, there are, there are postgrads, there are people who are educated and can program and create apps. Like, there was no way, there's no reason, there's no justifiable reason to do what he did. And so, I guess this is just me saying that society needs to change and that we need to be on the right side of history where we are advocating our rights, that we have rights to advocate. That's the main point that people don't seem to understand. So if you ever hear somebody talking about how they don't have the rights anymore and they they agreed with this sentencing bill, I don't know what to say. I just this is just not how society should be. Society I just, it shouldn't this shouldn't even be happening. This is, brings me back to my episode why does the conservative party exist? Like, the fundamentals that they have, like, this bill is a perfect example of that question. Why, why is, why are you trying to do this in 2021? Like, why are you trying to get more control? Why aren't you trying to make the country a better place to live as opposed to just having more control? Because I don't understand that. As a leader, I would want to make the country I lead the best it could be not have the most control over the country and for what and for what what are you planning to do that you want to give the police more control what are you planning to do does anyone think about that like what are they planning to do to this country it doesn't make any sense like why would you do that if you look at places like finland they don't have this problem Finland's a really nice place to live. It's chill. So there's no way. I just, I am just so baffled by it. It doesn't make sense logically. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So anyway. Women need to be respected. But all women. And people like Pretty Patel, who is a woman, but you couldn't tell by the bill that she's just passed, and that the fact that she didn't have any empathy for the women who were attacked and abused by the police. That is terrifying. Terrifying. And the fact that Boris Johnson is still in power after everything he didn't need, I remind you, he wanted, he starved school children. Like, need I remind you of that? That's, that's terrifying that he's still in power. And let's face it, if Boris Johnson was a woman like Theresa May, right, she resigned after not even doing everything that Boris Johnson has done. If Theresa May had done anything Boris Johnson had done, he wouldn't be there. Like, it just wouldn't happen, which is another gender disparity in society. It's sickening. It's so sickening. This is why I feel, I literally feel like there should be gays, theys, and intersectionals in power more than, than, like, straight white people 
Because why are you in leadership? You don't need to be. That, that's a historical thing. Let leaders' leadership reflect the society that you live in. The same with the royal family. I literally think they're going to end soon. Because Meghan Markle could have saved them. She represented what society is. Kind of. Like the... Well, do you know what? She's actually a lot of white past. Like, she white past most of her life. And it's only when she came to England and the royal family that she's been treated more as a black person. Um, yeah, that's just... Even Meghan Markle's story about depression and not being able to get help because she wasn't seen as a human being. That in itself is really terrifying as well. There's so many things that came out this week in March that shows that society needs to get better not worse and the people in leadership in england right now are not helping that happen we need to get rid of the like when i say get rid of there shouldn't there should only be the labor and like i guess a gen z kind of politics like i do not think there should be a political party called the conservatives anymore like what's the point of having the conservative party i like literally what i don't think it should the party shouldn't exist their fundamentals, their, their, the, the way that their society has been so prevalent. I, I mean, I don't know history this far back to say for sure, but I bet you the people who are responsible for slavery and oppression was the Conservative Party. That's probably the truth. Or probably, well, it's the royals, right? They're, they're conservative in nature. It, ugh, anyway, I'm going to end this podcast here just remember that keep speaking up about women's rights don't let it die down and don't ever stop advocating for your rights because you were only responsible for educating people how to treat you we already know this and educating people how to treat you is a part of your human rights you need human rights to do that um yeah okay i shall see you next time have a good day week month or year and i hope that you'll keep listening to this podcast